This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Overtime. Doc Walker here on 106.7 The Fan. And everybody in the DMV has something to say about the burgundy and gold. Topic is quarterback. And Sam has done a lot of really good things. And we realize he's a baby when it comes to experience. I thought, well, let me go back and talk to a guy that went from college to the pros and uh, was a high draft pick under a lot of pressure in a not-so-friendly environment. So I thought, oh, that's Doug Williams. So, Douglas, do you, can you remember back to being a rookie at Tampa and, of course, John McKay and Joe Gibbs, your coaches, what was the toughest thing you had to adjust from college to the NFL? Well, the toughest thing, no doubt, is the, the, the speed of the game, you know, you're playing against better players at every position. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me, you got to speed your game up. Um, you know, you don't have the best offensive line. You got to find a way to uh, get the ball out your hand as, as quickly as you can. Uh, you know, whether or not you complete or not, you don't want to get sacked. You got to get the ball out your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things like that. And, and eventually the game will come to you instead of you going out trying to get the game. When you see a guy like Dan Marino, yourself, there were guys that have been, have been uh, graded over the years as getting rid of the ball and not taking sacks. I think it's kind of strange when you look at a guy that has good wheels. Sam has good wheels, but seems reluctant to pop out of the pocket. Can you explain to those of us that haven't taken snaps in the league what that transition is like? Well, I think, number one, let's, let's be honest with, with, with Sam because Sam is, is – about five or six games into his whole life. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And and his pass had a good percentage. And I, and I think today's quarterbacks get caught up in stats more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to, What he got to understand is if a guy ain't open after a certain amount of time, and you got to have a clock. You got to have a clock in your head that, that you know, you don't have to sit there and say one, two, three, get rid of it. It should be automatic. And I think that's going to come with time. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if you're throwing for 70, 72%, that look good. But when you got as many sacks as, as we have, that part don't look good. See, I'm a firm believer that Sam got to understand that, you know, you're not going to make every play. You're not going to make every throw. And some of those things got to come out of your hand and go towards the receiver but not at him because you don't want to get it intercepted. Throw it away. It's going to knock your percentage down. Ain't no doubt about that. But if you plan to win, if you plan to win, you don't want to start 
a third and 15, you'd rather go back to third and 10 than 15. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important mental thing that you gotta, you gotta do. I was just reading an article today about um, Dion's son. Mm-hmm. You know, Dion, uh, Shakur had gotten sacked an awful lot of times too. And if you watch him play, him and Sam just do the same thing and run around and try to hope, hope somebody break free and they end up getting sacked. But but he got about a 72% passing percentage. You know, that looked good for him, but it don't look as good for the linemen because you know, a lot of people don't understand that it ain't always the line. A lot of it has to do with the guy with the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. You've been – you have a unique perspective because you've not only played the position, you coached the position as a collegiate coach, and you've coached in the NFL coaching quarterbacks. What did you find the most difficult part of you try, trying to translate your knowledge to a young player? Well, number one, it's a mental thing. It, it ain't easy. You know, some things, I'm a firm believer, and I've always said this, Doc, some things are taught and some things are caught. Mm. You know, there are some things that, that if they don't have it, it ain't going to come. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you can't teach it, 9 out of 10, it ain't going to happen. And playing that position of quarterback, some of it got to be natural. You got to have something that other people don't have. And, and a lot of it has to do with just like that clock in your head, that feel in the pocket. You know, I, and I always say this, you know, watching Peyton Manning and watching Brady, you know, you, you got to look at them guys. Neither one of them was a great athlete. Nobody tried. They ain't trying to get away from nobody. But what they did, they know when to sidestep. They know when to step up. You know, very southern Brady get out and run, and I mean that's the ugliest run you ever want to see. Because <laughs> he, but he didn't go nowhere. But he, he knew where to step up because he had that feel. And see, that's the kind of stuff that are, that are caught. That ain't taught right there. You can't teach that. And and I think that's the most important thing. You hoping that Sam has that. I think Sam got so much ability to play that position, man. Because you know he's made a lot of plays. You know, doing a lot of things, but. The thing he has to catch on to is getting the ball out of his hand, whether or not it's completed or not, but throw it towards somebody so you don't want to start back back there and up here. Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams here uh, on Overtime. I'm Doc Walker, and we're talking about the number one topic in this town is a young quarterback is developing. I think Biennemi is clearly has a positive effect on this entire offense. I think he's patient. He's demanding, but he seems patient enough to be able to work with Sam no matter what. Well, well that's the thing too, Doc. Let's, let's be honest. When the last time that a young quarterback, Robert Griffin, I guess 2012, mm-hmm. that you put a young quarterback up on the center. You know, you're talking about uh, 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and we all know as, as a fan, per se, you know, you expect your quarterback to be able to play and not giving them that opportunity to grow. And so you got a team that, you know, you hate to see him grow with a team that you got players that you deserve to be in the playoff hunt or what have you because, you, you, as you know, with this free agent thing and things like that, players get old and then they go to other places. Uh, you know, when you got them together, you want them to play. And, and the quarterback has a lot to do with that. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know, if, if Sam 
in the next, uh, you know, I don't want to say the next six or seven games. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Sam has to make some development, and I think he will. That's the good part about it. Did, I think he will within the next game or two. Did you like, I mean, go back to our old offense, a little dash, a little scram. Uh, <laughs> would you like to see the pocket move a little bit? Oh, man, let me tell you something. I mean, I, don't, uh, I know Coach Gibb, Coaching football right now is, is, is out of style, but uh, I'm looking back on it. We did some things. Coach knew when to get you out of that pocket. He knew how to get the ball out your hand. Uh, you, you, I mean, you had little things that if you got got opportunity for the big play, you got it. But you also had that one guy that's gonna always be there for you. And they that you know you might get one to the tight end every now and then mm-hmm. over the ball. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that. You, you you gotta have uh, something that the young quarterback can hang his hat on. You know, give him a one, two, three. If if, if one is two and three ain't that, throw it away. Throw it away. Well, we hope that happens. I mean, the Meadowlands has been a very difficult place for all of us to go play up at Giants land, and the thing that frightens the heck out of me now is that they're beat up and battered. I hate to hear about a team that has injuries all over the place. The Bears were all beat up. That that scares me. What's your gut tell you about Sunday? Well, number one, we can say beat up and battle all along, but it is a professional team, and they all get paid to play. You can't go there and say, okay, so-and-so hurt, we're going to get them this time. That ain't the way to look at it. You look at it one way, and that is we're going to win this football game. You can't go up there hoping to win. You got to go there with the mentality that we're going to win. And I think when you do that, you forget about who's hurt because that ain't your problem. <laughs> that ain't your problem they hurt. You, you know, you got to play what's on the field. And I think that's what we have to deal with. Well, let's hope so, man. I'd, I'd really need a victory Monday. Appreciate your expertise, my friend. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Doc. All right. Have that's, a good one. That's Doug right. Williams, old number 17. Who better than to talk quarterbacks than the old quarterback himself, Doug Williams? And um, – We'll go to break on that, and we come back, and we'll continue right here on Overtime 106.7, The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And we appreciate old number 17, Doug Williams. You know, I've been thinking, <clears throat> hell, he was a number one. He's been through more scrutiny than anybody, one of as much as anybody ever to play the position. And I wanted to get his take on Sam Howell. I think he's an invaluable resource. And, and they're lucky to have him, whether or not they utilize his skill set or not. It's also going to come down to, I need to know who's going to be this week's um, version of Casey Tuhill. Tuhill just blew up last week and we needed him. Kalik Hudson, he just, I, I thought he was in the witness protection program. I love this kid in the game. Love him in the game. Barton played much better. Jamin Davis may have had his best game. Kendall Fuller's been nicked. 
The injury list is exorbitant, but that's called pro football. You got to be able to play injured. I also think that we've yet to see Cam Curl have a five-star game. He's capable of dominating the game. Well, guess what? This week, he's going to be matched up with an alien. We're going to need him doing his thing. Percy Butler, love his style. Glad he's getting a chance to go look. Benjamin St. Juice, he's heating up, folks. He's steaming up. We got guys I just think they're holding talent hostage. Don't tell me we don't have players. I ain't buying that. You can tell me they didn't play well, but don't tell me we don't have players. I ain't buying that. Cornelius Lucas was a stud last week playing in Leno's absence. I don't know what if Charles would be able to go or not, but I'm not worried because I know Luke is ready to roll. But Thibodeau, he feasts off the commanders. I need him to get his behind toe up from the flow up. Logan Thomas did not have the kind of game he's capable of having last week. I need him to, he got to be a standout performer. Bates and Cole Turner, I got to get more out of you, man. You're talented. I got to get more out of you. Up front, I'm calling it out. Sadiq Charles, you're going to match up because you're playing against a savage. All right? Both our guards, Sam Cosme, you got an alien. You got a block this week. The Giants' defensive line is ferocious. Don't, Don't sleep on them. This ain't no joke. Nick Gates, it's a homecoming. You need to show up and show out. You back in New York. Be Rob. Be the beast you're capable of being. Rodriguez, man-child. Gibson, playmaker. No excuses. We're loaded with talent. Let's go get the job done. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. No excuses. Polly, welcome to Overtime. Doc, hail to the W. My man. Hey, you said is why we're frustrated as a fan base. You know, because everything you said is not a secret. You know what I mean? It's out there. And I'm going to add one to that. And... We play these. We play the Giants. Well, every year we play them twice. But yeah. basically, we took two losses last year, and they basically kept us out of the playoffs. Them, exactly. them games kept us out of the playoffs. So, and if you remember both of them games, you know it didn't seem like we came out like with that sense of urgency. Like, do we need to win these games? We was there, but it took us a couple quarters, like we usually do, to actually show up. So I don't want to see us be a resilient team tomorrow. I want to see us take some initiative, man. Is Ron going to have this team ready to play? When I say ready to play, I mean, are we going to match the Giants' intensity from the coin flip on? From warm-ups on? Are we going to show up ready to play a game, a key game? You don't want to go over to in, in, in a division – you know, and, and you don't want to start another losing streak. To me, one game is a losing streak. You lost one game, we on a one-game losing streak. Yeah. So, is Ron going to have this team ready to play? Is this team going to come out with a sense of urgency? 
Man, Sam Howell really is the least of my worries. I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by the play I'm getting from Howell. I would like to see more, and I think more will come with time. Like like Doug was saying, you know, I, I think the more he plays, the more comfortable he'll get, and he seemed to be able to improve on things he did wrong. You know, I, I think a lot of his sacks, I said it before, I, I, a lot a lot of them sacks come from being indecisive. It's not there, run. You see, a lot of times he sees not there and he gets ready to run and he's hesitant about running as maybe I should make a play downfield instead of taking off. Well, you should just take off. And then to me, that comes with playing, with seasoning. You know what I mean? The turkey ain't ready yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, But my main thing is I want to see if this team has the intensity from the from the first whistle on Sunday, you know, because there's been too many times I felt like this, this team hasn't had that in the game where it should be a sense. It should, it should be a sense of urgency every week, but it seems like the games that really count or really seem like they're supposed to matter, we come out kind of flat. I want to see that excitement. I want to see people flying around and having fun and playing with some enthusiasm. I I want to see that bravado. What, 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 what Coach Jones call it? Athletic arrogance. Yeah. Let me see some athletic arrogance out there, man. That's all I got well, to say about that, Doc. <laughs> we speak the same language, my brother, and uh, water boys for life. And I just – we don't know, though. I wish I knew. I have no idea. That's a problem because they don't seem to have the ability to perform on demand. They're up and down. And up and down is unacceptable. We're looking for consistency and passion. Last week, they were passionate. They came out. And you could definitely tell that there was something about them. And they went out and got the job done. But I have no idea which version of this team we'll get this time. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Polly, appreciate you, man. For life, you know that. K9. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. It's uh, I just wish we could definitely nail this thing down and, and really know what buttons to push. And that's what makes it beautiful. That's why, you know, there are, what, Victor, eight or nine different coaching changes every year. Every year. Not just a spe- every year. In every sport. Not easy. Yeah, it's just not easy. But it's pro ball, so we have high expectations. How you think the Giants feel? Playing with the backup quarterback. I I, I, I swore I wasn't even going to re- complete the injury report because I think it's a trap. But I did it last night on overtime. It's like a laundry list. Well, remember the Bears had a backup guy and had a backup here and a backup there, hadn't won a game in a year, blah, blah, blah. Then they lost the great Dick Butkus, maybe the most famous player in franchise history. And that's all it takes, man, with adults, grown-ass men that are competitive. You just got to get them focused at the right time about the right thing. And then the Bears 
powered up. And they went out and put 40. They hadn't won in over a year. And they came out and put 40 up and won on national TV. Hadn't won in over a year. Emotionally, they pushed all the right buttons. What are our buttons to be pushed? I think they pushed some of them last week. Team came out fired up. More pressure from the defense. We get a punt return, big return. We had playmakers. We would have had more if our guys could catch. Is it asking too much to be able to catch the ball or to throw the ball a certain way or to block a certain way? I don't know. You tell me. Nobody's shy when it comes to talking about the bag. Well, I'm not shy talking about what I want. What do I get? What I'm asking for is your best effort. I can't command perfection. I can't command that you even be successful. But I think I have the right to demand that you give me your best effort. All you can make me prove is that I picked the wrong person. Maybe you're not the person I thought you were. Or maybe you're not the person I hoped you could become. But nevertheless, that's where management comes in. That's been our weakest position. Our weakest position. We shouldn't be talking about this on talk shows. Somebody beats us, they beat us at our best. Then we tap our hat. Hey, y'all just got it. But to not know why we didn't show up, that is unacceptable. It's your job to know. What the hell you mean you don't know? But that's what's happened. We've had a headless horse operation here for a couple of decades. Thank goodness that has come that has come to an end. Now everybody will be judged by their performance. And that's the way it always should be. How the hell are you going to run a company you don't have no money in? Really? You in charge of everything? You ain't got a dime and nothing? No, dog. Don't work that way. Everybody has to be under the scrutiny of having to answer to someone. That's what it's all about. Then the question is, are they going to be demanding enough? Are they so caught up in the excitement, in the exuberance of owning a team that they forget to manage it? That's what happens to most people. Half the job was getting the team. The other part of it is making the team successful so that you can win a world championship, which I would hope. Now, I'm not completely insane. You bought it to make a profit. I am, I don't blame you. Okay. They didn't, they didn't buy this group because they like us and we're good people. And I don't blame them. They bought it to make a, it's a great financial investment. But it don't become fun till we win. That's when the fun part comes in. Winning at it. Now, I got to be honest with you. You could pay me millions of dollars to be in last place, and maybe I'd end up getting used to it. I don't know. But I got to admit that. Full disclosure, if you made me a millionaire and I was in last place, maybe I'd learn to get over it. But I just don't feel that way as I speak to you. I cannot believe 
the lack of competitiveness between some grown-ass men. It just burns my behind up to be that soft, to just not give a damn that people have invested all this money, people driving four and five hours to come see you stink up the joint. You got to be kidding me. It's got to mean more. If somebody had the ability to give them a damn history lesson, we could get this thing solved. They don't know our history. Back after a break. Two-minute warning as we approach the red zone and we go out with a blaze. We go out scoring. We're in the end zone. That's how we end the show. We're going to go out down to Great Falls. <clears throat> Frank, welcome. Hey, Doc. I just want to see what's your take on the 12th man this season. Is the energy there in the stadiums that we reclaimed home field advantage? What's your? I haven't been to a game yet. I just want to see. Oh, it's been amazing. It's been a buzz. You know, Frank, I would just say <clears throat> there's an energy that is back. There's a buzz. That, I think you Love can feel is. it. Yeah, you can feel it all the way around the bus. I can feel it not even being at the stadium, you can feel it. I mean, it really is. People are back. And that's with the catastrophe of losing that Thursday night game in front of the world. People are patient. Um, I don't want to have a loss in New York. That might definitely be our first puncture in our tire. No doubt about it. People would not take well to that. We need to up up the ante and get after this thing. That's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah, we need this one. This is a big one. Yeah, it's the biggest we've we've ever had with this team. We have got to get a victory and do it in convincing fashion. We're better than this team, and we need to go out and prove it. I mean, there's no way I, no other way I can place it. We shouldn't have to apologize for our success. We should go in there and rip their heads off just based on what they did to us last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to win the winnable ones. They've been okay at that. Um, they they didn't get it done against the Bears for sure, but I, I want to no. go go get, get at that quarterback, get Tyrod on the ground a couple times. Yeah, he's going to be a tough out. I mean, Tyrod... He had a brain fart up in Buffalo. He won't have it again. I guarantee you he won't have two in a row. And we're going to have to beat him. But I just want to control the line of scrimmage. And let me tell you what. Their defensive front is a beast. Make no doubt about it, man. The Giants, I mean, we know. We've had it up front. This is not going to be easy. None of them are. But I just want us to go out and have that breakout type of performance. Hey, Frank, appreciate you, man. Enjoy Great Falls. My man. Wayne, we had Wayne, we lost Wayne out in Bowie. I just hope he didn't get, get in an accident. We're going to be joined by the youngest in charge. Um, and I'm so excited. For what Toby Alsheiser did at this station is unprecedented. He came in, and you know the brash young fella. Lonell Willingham, 
who referred to himself at the time as the youngest in charge. And he said it was a movement. Well, he's 25. So what did you think would happen? A young, very talented and brash individual, Toby Altizer, comes in and says, I'm going to stake the claim. He's 24. Well, I'll correct you on that now, Doc. So I just turned 25. So I'm still the youngest, but I did just turn 25. So I can no longer claim that I'm a whole year younger than Linnell. But you are still younger than Linnell. I'm definitely younger than Linnell. So I lead And you came in and you took over what he had previously established as a moniker and you took it over. Absolutely. That's my point. Yeah. Credit to Linnell for starting it. I'll carry the torch. Yes. 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 I did. And I recredited you for coming in. And you know one thing I love about the announcers in prize fight in WWE is when the announcer comes up and says, and now the new youngest in charge movement. <laughs> that's it. Toby Altizer. <laughs> and that's why, brother, I say, man, love you. Love what you're doing. Your game. Somebody may come in and bump you out of it. But for right now, I think it's pretty clear that you're here to stay with it. And I just wanted to say, hey, man, um, I didn't get a chance to chat with you in person since you picked up Dame Time. Oh, yeah. In your old stomp. Yeah. In your old stomping ground, which is Milwaukee, where you were, you were a fixture. And I just wanted to get your take. We're right on, right on the cusp right now of NBA, NHL, pucks drop, baseball. Going. We got so much going on. Where are you going today with your show? All over the place. Yeah, we're gonna okay. hit the we're gonna hit the Wizards. I'm gonna talk with Josh okay. Robbins coming up at five o'clock. So we'll get a okay. talk about the Wiz. Maybe get his thoughts on the whole NBA in general. See what he thinks okay. about the Bucks. Because honestly, Doc, I mean. You add in Damian Lillard, and I think this is so funny because <laughs> I, I was talking about this with the Commanders where I spent so much time in Milwaukee, and you got to understand the way that they act up there is every single time the national media doesn't talk about them, they feel slighted. And yeah. so the idea the superiority that— superiority complex. Yes, exactly. And so Damian Lillard gets acquired by the Bucks, and the fact that some people were saying that losing Drew Holiday was a bigger— lost in an addition for Damian Lillard was really frustrating people and different things like that. So I felt like some of that came with me when I came here to the commander. So I'm trying to temper that down a little bit because last week, Doc, with the Falcons, that's how I felt. We're all off season long. People were talking about the Falcons and the commanders in the same light, and somehow they liked the Falcons more. They talked about a good defense. They talked about decent playmakers to good playmakers. They talked about a shaky quarterback situation, but we believe in Atlanta. And then they talk about Washington. They'd say, you know what? I just think the quarterback is too much to overcome. And I think we right. saw last Sunday that the quarterback in D.C. wearing burgundy and gold is better than that quarterback, or at least at the time being, they're be- he's better right now. So I'm interested to see what they can do on Sunday. But, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on today. We'll talk about Sam Howell starting the show, talk with Chris Russell, the rooster, get his thoughts on – you know, that he, he was in the news, Doc. I know that's shocking to you that Linnell and Rooster being on the same show together created headlines. I know that's shocking to you, but they were talking Not at about all. <laughs> exactly. They were talking about <laughs> Sam Howell 
And so I want to get some of his thoughts on Sam Howell. We'll talk about Jahan Dotson, talk about the NFL as a whole with Ryan Horvat coming up at 4.30. So we're going to hit the whole landscape today. I got three hours, 45 minutes leading up to Caps Hockey. We'll give you a quick preview at the end of the show heading into Caps Canadian. So we're going to hit the whole landscape today, Doc. Well, it's a good thing. We had uh, – I thought it was interesting, and I hadn't heard – people were talking about Sam, and so I was able to get Doug Williams – on and I thought he's as a guy who was a, a rookie quarterback and and I needed his perspective. I thought it was enlightening, enlightening to see that Sam's got to fix it on his own because he's being coached, he's being encouraged, he got everything. But it's like teaching your baby how to walk. Eventually, you got to do it on his own. That's what I've come out came out of it based on what Doug said in that. They all have to deal with it. He has more talent, more athletic ability than a lot of guys who have gold jackets. But is he going to be able to overcome this? And that was what he brought. Russell also had a dynamic conversation uh, with the captain, London Fletcher. And so he may drop that on you as well. So you got a lot to work with today. And also whether or not, why are we up and down? That's my question. Yeah. Why are people questioning? We have people that are questioning our team's hustle. Mm-hmm. Hustle, not skill. Hustle. Yeah. And- I mean, you don't have to be talented to be able to go all out. Those are the things that bother me. It bothers me that we have some things that are correctable well, that I- seem to not be corrected. And the team itself is up and down, though. I don't know that it's a hustle thing, but... You go out and give up 40 to the Chicago Bears who hadn't won a game in almost a calendar year, and then you bounce back only giving up 16 to the Falcons. And I don't think the Falcons are all that good, but I I think most people would agree that they're better than the Bears, and you gave up 40 to the Bears. So what gives here? Like, why is it that week over week you don't know what team's going to show up? I I don't like it when you tune in to watch your football team, but it could be one of two things. They could look really good like they did against Philly. They still lost that game, but – they looked like a competent football team. Then the next week, they look incompetent against the Bears, had no idea what was going on in the first half, and if they didn't spot them a 24-point lead going into halftime, they probably could have won that game as well. But then you go out to Atlanta, and the offense was good for a half and then struggled in the second half, but the defense looked like it might have found something. But I, you never know what team's going to show up, and I don't like right. that. I want some consistency in the football team. <laughs> and that's the thing that, all of us that manned the microphone started with AWOD. Then we saw this our relay team. We passed the baton. I'm going to pass it to you. And at the end of eight or nine hours, the conclusion is going to be, why are we so inconsistent? Mm-hmm. And who's to blame? Not why are we, but how do you fix it? We identify it, but what is the solution? Well, to me, it might be finding an identity. Like, if you ask someone right now what the identity of the offense is right now, it Good what luck. is it? I, I don't know. Good, lo- Good it, luck. I thought it would be the run game because yeah. you have some guys that you can depend on. The, the offensive line's been shaky. Sam takes too many sacks. You know, all the same talking points. But I don't know that there's a singular identity of the offense. And then defensively, I th- we, we thought going into the year it was going to be the same thing, right? They – they run a, a zone match type of scheme. They don't blitz much. And Jack Del Rio has thrown a wild card out. He's blitzing guys. He's playing man coverage. Yeah. And it hasn't worked. So 
I don't know that either side of the ball knows what their identity is, and that's a problem considering we're six weeks into the season. Yeah, and here's the good news. Now for the next three hours and a half, that's going to be your problem. <laughs> as I say, as I say so long. Hey, God bless you. Everybody out there, appreciate it. Good to have Vic back on the side with uh, the Littles since he just left, you know, being a big-time guy in the bigs. And, uh, Toby, keep doing what you're doing, man. Youngest in charge movement is in full-fledged attack mode. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 